0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From
1: MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed Contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Our guest today is Shane McClendon from Home Remedies. We all have a room in our house that is begging to be redone. It's probably the bathroom or maybe the kitchen. And today we're going to help you get started. Which room is the hardest to remodel? Which one is the most expensive or takes the longest? What can you do on your own before calling a professional? Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Fixit 101 from MPB Think Radio.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601, Jeff Sammons from Houseworks, and our guest today is Shane McClendon from Home Remedies. We all have a room in our house that is just begging to be redone. It's probably usually the bathroom or the kitchen. And today we're going to help you get started. Which room is the hardest to remodel? Which one's the most expensive or takes the longest? What can you do on your own before calling a professional? Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877 877- MPB ring. that's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at org. well this is a special day for us and if you have a question it's a big one because you can't throw a rock in this joint without hitting a contractor today uh the 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 three gentlemen that i have right in front of me today have all remodeled all the stuff in homes before so they've all been there done that and Kitchens, bathrooms, bedrooms, closed-in garages, the whole nine yards. So uh, today is the day to get your question and your, your comment. So how are you fellas doing today? Doing well. I'm great. Good, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: Jeff is always great. He's always great. Anyway. Uh, Ask him when he gets to the end of the day. Right. Well, today, today is payday. Okay. Oh, wow.
1: Every day. Yeah, for Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we uh, uh, at the house this weekend, uh, you know, I've been working on this little project that the wife gave me, and she wanted it stained and not painted. And I think I would rather have one of those big nails drilled in, t- uh, you know, to the side of my head than staining things. Right. Oh, my gosh. show us, choice, you know. It, it, now, now, I will say it looks very nice. It stinks to high heaven, but it looks nice. <laughs> Uh and I did the polyurethane yesterday. So I'm hoping that'll dry up within the next nine weeks. Right. 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 So uh and then hopefully that project will be over and we can move on. So uh what are you guys working on, Dell? Well, um, it seems like every show is about what I'm working on. Um I got a mm-hmm. couple
3: of rooms I got to re- uh remodel. Um, some kitchens. I'm, um you know, about three kitchens. And, you're doing you're doing some bathrooms. kitchens right now. Okay. Yes, a couple of bathrooms. Yes, um, a lot of people ready to move in and get settled in. So, a lot of um renovating and
1: addition remodeling going mm-hmm. on right now. Jeff, what Taj Mahal are you now working on?
4: Well, we wrapped up our homes for our troops. The um, excellent cleaning ladies are over there as we speak. All making right. Everything spotless. Uh-huh. So Saturday morning we'll have a 120-pound hog on the smoker and raising the flag. Wow. Is this the passing of the keys ceremony? This is the passing of the keys. Okay, oh, good deal. Man. Congratulations. Thank you. We uh, we received our HFOT inspection yesterday. We don't know what that ha- is, Jim. Uh, homes for our troops. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Passed with flying colors. We also received our CO, which is our Certificate of Occupancy.
1: Thank you for helping with all these
4: things. Which is a big deal. Uh, We received that yesterday. And uh, the veteran will be there tomorrow at 1 o'clock to um, put his um, stamp of approval on on it. And uh, then Saturday is the big party. All right. What if he doesn't like the colors? Yeah. Then uh, we'll get some paint and repaint it. All right. (laughs)
3: Shane, what are you working Please on, man?
2: I'm working on a very elegant house at 899 Willow Grand Circle, located in go. the back of Castle Woods. That is right. for sale.
5: Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> all you have to do is contact uh, Lee Garland at Remax Alliance. There you go. All right. Well, Favorite you made commercial. your money
1: today. Good for you. <laughs> all right, we're talking about remodeling, and uh, you know I've been through this with bathrooms and kitchens and everything else. Uh, a couple of questions. Uh, What is the first question one needs to ask themselves when talking about remodeling a room? Let's say I want to remodel a a kitchen. Uh, What is one of the first things, if you're going to remodel a kitchen, what do you need to ask? Are you doing the work yourself? Um, Where's supper going to be tonight? Right.
2: Yeah. I'm always thinking about budget because that seems to be the biggest problem with people – getting you know their eyes are a little bit too big sometimes they'll go and get a beautiful set of plans drawn up and it's a $60,000 kitchen but they got a $20,000 budget right um One of the things I try to coach people on is also look at how long you're going to stay in the home, Mm -hmm. look at the value of the kitchen, you know, look at the value of the home. Uh, If you're about to put it up for sale soon, you know, look at other homes that are for sale in the area and kind Mm -hmm. of see your competition. Because sometimes you don't have to do, if you're selling, you don't have to do like a full-blown remodel or anything. You can just kind of do a facelift. But budget is one of the biggest ones to start off with.
1: Okay. All right. Good to know. Uh, let's go to a call real quick. And, Brandon, Larry's on the line. He's trying to caulk a leaky shower. How's it going, Larry?
6: Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Yeah, I've got a cultured marble shower that I had a painter um,
7: caulk for me, and it started leaking again. And how could I find a reliable person to do
6: that? It's a small job. But I want to get it done professionally. I'm afraid to do it myself. My wife won't let me.
1: (laughs) Smart lady. So, um, guys, what do you you think? Now, I will say, Larry, that that it's a fairly small job, but it does need to be done well because, as we have learned on this show over the past two years, water is evil uh, as far as houses are concerned. All right, uh, fellas, any ideas? Shane, I'll let you take it.
2: Well, there's a couple different handyman services you could uh, call around town that would probably come out there and do it. The problem with a lot of those cultured marble showers is that the entire seal of the shower rests on one bead of caulk. So, wow. that's well there's when they put the pan in, mm-hmm. there's supposed to be like a little shield or a, a flashing, I guess if you will, built mm-hmm. on the back of the pan, but a lot of times if well, the framed opening mm-hmm. that you have to put your shower in, the pan is made and set in. So the pan has to be made smaller. Right. Then the sheetrock goes on top of it. And sometimes during a process, it gets broken. Mm-hmm. And then so now you're relying on just one bead of caulk. Um, wow. Yeah, you know, I don't really know what to tell so you any, other than any that. number of handyman. Um, yeah, just come and cut out all the old caulk, and mm-hmm. then go back with a really good high grade silicone.
4: Yeah, I, I think your biggest uh, your biggest thing there, Larry, is the prep work prior to caulking, and just make certain
1: that uh, that area is perfectly dry. Yeah, if 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 the handyman just walks in with a caulk gun ready to shoot, no, uh, right, it, yeah, yeah. You definitely is, that is a good want point, a, a dry surface for a good bond and seal. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, right.
2: cut it, cut the old caulk out. Probably stick a fan in there, let it set for a day or two, till you can like if you stick a paper towel or something to crack, and it's still getting wet, mm-hmm. then don't caulk it yet. That's you right. can't I'm, caulk
1: it wet. Interesting. All right, Larry, I appreciate it. I hope that yeah, helps sure. out. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. All right, today talking about home remodeling. Have you thought about remodeling? Uh, one of the things that always gets me is that when you look, and I think Shane, you mentioned that your eyes being bigger than your wallet. Um, That happens a lot. It does. It does. You know, a, a lot of time you want to take an old house and make it new
3: mm-hmm. without spending new house money. You know, you just, you have, you've seen how it can be so easy. Oh man, mm-hmm. Shane make it look so easy. Jeff come out and everybody, and even me myself, we talk a good game, but if you don't have the money to back it up, you're not going to be able to get the best.
1: Well, and uh, one of the things, uh, my wife and I recently were watching the DIY Network, and that's always fun to watch because they do entire homes <laughs> in right. 30 minutes. That's right. 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 They so. leave out a little something. <laughs> right, yeah. The <They're laughs> so, screwdriver in the fingers and all that. Right. But the, the thing that I always find interesting is that the designer comes into the home always, and they say, okay, first things first. Let's knock out that wall. Uh, and that sounds good. That, that, that always looks really easy on tv and then the next scene they're doing the demo on that wall but that's not exactly how it happens uh it, you know first of all number one more than anything plan plan, plan. yeah 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 Wait, what's on the other side of the wall is that a load-bearing wall and and second of all jeff and this is usually where i call on jeff here if you're taking down a wall in your home do you have to have a permit do you have to ask someone if you're changing. <laughs> you know,
4: um, if it's if, if it's you doing if, it, if you're making structural changes to that home. Yes, it needs to be permitted. Now, think about this, and this is why it's so important. Let's say you're going to sell that home in five years, sell it in two, five, right. 10, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. There is a question on your disclosure statement. Mm-hmm. Have you performed any remodeling? Uh Uh-oh. In the last X years. (laughs) Yes or no. So you you check yes. The next question, was that job permitted? Mm -hmm. Yes or no. Uh Uh, I performed a remodel, but I did not permit it. Well, the first thing, the new buyer is thinking, there's a reason you didn't do it. What did you cover up? Oh, I'm scared. Right. (laughs) So.
3: Okay. There's a
1: lot of cover-up in sales, too. Good to know. Okay um wow that's spooky so yes so so when when you see like on the on the tv shows you walk in and you see the tiny bathroom right Right. and the first thing you want to do is make the bathroom bigger that's always the first thing right well and of course they're like well we can knock out that closet over there and just take that space Uh, how do you know okay this is one of those questions as i'm looking around my house how do i know if a wall is load-bearing, meaning it's part of the system which sure. holds the roof up. Real so, easy. All right. Extremely easy. Get
4: in the attic. There's going to be a top plate. If your ceiling joices are sitting on that top plate, mm-hmm. chances are that's a load-bearing wall. Now, if your ceiling joices go through that top plate and they're not spliced right there, it is probably not a load-bearing now, wall.
1: Now, you're going to have to explain what that means, uh, uh uh, what what does that help mean, Jay? Me?
2: Well, I I don't know exactly how to clean it up. That's that's pretty good <laughs> right. uh, explanation. What, if you if the you, lingo see, is, yeah, if you is the the wall that you're going to tear out, you get out there, you 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 get in the attic, you locate that top plate. If, now, what's the top plate look like? It'll because well, I'm thinking from like the little attic Dalton, it'll look like or? just a two by four running through there with insulation all over it. Okay, uh, and you'll have sheetrock you know, coming to both sides because uh-huh. sheetrock doesn't go over the top of it. Right. You know, so, I mean, you can you can see it in, in the, yeah. you'll have to, you know, move, like I said, move some of the insulation. In most cases, you can
3: see it. Some cases, you can't because they got that stuff covered up with wood. And like I said, they got insulation there. So, sometime, if you don't have the knowledge of what you're looking for, it's best to call someone that's got a trained eye to know what they're looking for. Right. A structural engineer, someone that could really uh, point out the low bearing walls without the guesswork. Okay. You definitely and want another, someone that knows what they're doing.
2: And another thing, you want to just make sure that none of your rafters or anything are braced off that wall. Okay. All right.
1: That's interesting to know. All right. We're going to take a break real quick. We'll continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, what room in your home would you love to remodel? Come on now. I know there's some awful bathrooms and kitchens out there. <laughs> Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877 877- 877 MPB ring. That's 877 672 7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back.
5: Support for MPB comes from Grammy Museum, Mississippi, providing learning experiences on all forms of music. Educator resources online and museum tours for grades K through 12 are available. Information at education at grammymuseumms.org.
4: I'm Jeremy Hobson. There's a changing of the guard in the U.K. Theresa May takes over as prime minister as David Cameron steps down after Britain voted for Brexit.
7: She is strong, she is competent. She's more than able to provide the leadership that our country is going to need, and she will have my
4: full
0: support. That's next time on Here and Now. Today at noon on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome
1: back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein, who are licensed contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Our guest today is Shane McClendon from Home Remedies. Three competing contractors to give you their opinions today. Number to call is 877-672-7464. That's 877-MPB-RING. Of course, you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. That's what we're going to look at right now. got an email from Harry. He says, I need tips. This is neat. I need tips on how to remove a recessed set screw Allen type. Now, whenever I say Allen wrench, uh, there's a guy that works here named Jay White that thinks that Mr. Allen needs to be thrown into a very dark hole somewhere. (laughs) Um, From, let's see. A recessed set screw from the handle on a single lever shower faucet. Mm, Okay. The handle is loose on the shaft. The shower is still usable, but the handle jiggles. Okay. A lot of us have experienced that. When I tried to tighten the set screw, it turns easily, but does not advance to tighten. Likewise, when I turn the screw to loosen, it turns easily, but does not retract. It seems to have somehow jumped the threads Uh. or the threads are stripped. I've had this lever off before for fa- uh, I've had this lever off before for faucet repairs, so I know that the shaft has a flat side where the set screw engages, but the shaft is enlarged at the end, so the lever doesn't fall off even when the set screw is loose. So right now, I have a loose handle that I can't tighten because the set screw won't advance, and I can't remove it because the set screw will not retract enough to let the handle slip off the end of the shaft. Help, Harry. I've got the solution if you want it. A Sawzall? No. I was yeah, okay.
2: thinking about a full-blown bathroom remodel, but go Right, okay, right, right. <laughs> right. This because is a little screw.
4: less... Uh, Invasive? Yeah. Right. Um, you can take a, uh, take a small drill bit uh-huh. and drill that set screw out. Uh, worst thing that's going to happen is that mm. you're going to ruin the handle, mm. go down to your plumbing supply house and get another handle.
1: Now, I have this thought. If the screw is turning and you put a drill bit to it, won't the screw also
4: turn? No. No, it's going to drill out. Okay, uh, that's the only way I know to get them out. At, yeah, at that's
2: we, so, we don't tell you. We don't usually tell people how the hot dogs are made. Right? Yeah, that that's yeah, our extractor the only way
3: to set. Say so what? Uh, extractor set. You know the the, type, the kind of mechanics used The um, Oh, yeah. The same thing is drilling out and yeah. boring out. Just if you go yeah. get
2: an extractor set, make sure that it's that size. Right. That will going fit art, in there. That's, a, that's a pretty one small that,
3: one. That's
1: that small.
2: Okay. All right. Good to know. Thanks,
1: Harry, for the question. Let's go to the phones now. And our first one is Ryan in Ocean Springs. He's doing a stair remodel. You with us, Ryan? Yes, I'm here. So, what's going on, man? i um,
6: looking at, um moved into this house about six months ago. It's just got a dingy carpet everywhere. Pulling the carpet off the stairs and down to the uh, the bare lumber underneath and looking at putting uh, stained wood treads in. So mm-hmm. my question is, is it better to pull it all the way down to the stringers on the stairs and put the full one-inch treads on top of the uh, stringers, or go ahead and put those just on top of the lumber that's there for extra support?
2: No, put put the, the treads on top of the lumber of there stair. You don't want to take it back down to the stringers. Okay. That was right. easy. That was-
6: that was an easy one. All right. Y'all have a good day.
1: <laughs> Thanks, right? <laughs> I like those calls. Okay, let's go to Harry, and Gaucher is taking a wall out. That's what we were talking about earlier. What's going on, Harry?
7: Hey, now, what I've got is a load-bearing wall. It's the outer wall to the back deck. It was an original 70s brick wall home, mm-hmm. and I'm uh, opening that wall up, the back wall of my house, into the Florida room that I've built on the back of it. And uh, extending the width of the den into the Florida room, making it all one room. And my question is what is the size of the beam to code for um, taking out a load bearing wall and then installing a beam that's uh, 14
6: feet in space?
2: So you have a 14 foot clear span?
6: That's correct.
2: Okay, typically when we do that load calculation, we take in consideration what the span of the joist in your, I guess, your living room or den would be, and also what the uh, slope of your roof, what type of shingles you have, and the other side of that, um, you know, I guess it would be your, your porch or patio or whatever, uh, if I understand you correctly. And that, that's actually something that has to be calculated, um, typically buy i have a designer here locally that does that for me and he'll actually look up some lumber specs and size the beam correctly
4: now also shane you can get your local lumber yard to spec that for you too
2: really i'd so rather have that. udl do it well yeah. when, right, <laughs> <when> <laughs> does it <laughs> i much. agree i agree but yeah you you can yeah just right you can't have a uh, lumber salesman from um I use eighty four a lot. just wearing an eighty four hat. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if somebody, if you can get somebody to come out there and take a look at it, they could probably help you with it. But usually, what I do is, is, is I get that information for my designer and take it to him, and then he'll, he'll calculate it for me.
1: I know what Harry was looking for. He was like, "Okay, just tell me six or eight, right, man. Right. Give Given the math yeah. numbers." Well, <laughs> sure, right? Yeah, I don't
2: want to. I don't want to lead you down the wrong path there. Right.
1: All right. Well, how about this then?
7: What are some uh, little tricks of the trade when you are uh, putting a beam into a load bearing wall?
2: You, what are the the uh, ceiling heights right now?
7: It's the standard 1970s, like eight uh, foot eight ceiling. Foot,
2: eight, eight foot ceiling. Okay. Um, Typically, you're going to have to build. This is the way I typically do it. I go two or three feet on each side of the wall that I'm taking out, and I'll build a temporary wall. Usually, you know, no more than I'll put some studs under twenty-four inch centers, thirty something centers, because you're, you're it's just a temporary wall, and you don't want to build something too right. enclosing because you have to work in the middle. Um, Then after we have those temporary walls in place, we take the wall out that we want to take out. Um, I take a Sawzall, uh, you know, and cut my joist back, get a beam up, put the, you know, with some uh, man lift, not man lift, but, um, you know, there's some mechanical lifts, lift the beam up in place, brace it on each side, and then come back and take Simpson joist hangers and nail them in and make sure you get your joist good and flush, uh, you know, out with the beam. Wow. Sounds
1: interesting. Yeah. And technical. (laughs) And if if it's an
4: eight-foot ceiling height um harry then uh, you're going to set your beam at your um at your 68 door header height so you know yeah
2: the way the way i was talking about is actually to recess it in the ceiling Okay, but now you can do it okay. easier it's a lot easier was, if you do it the page. way yeah if you, yeah. if you're okay with having it at a 68 header height um you can do it without doing all those joist hangers and stuff it'd be a, probably if if I was a homeowner doing it, I would probably do it like Jeff said. It, it would be much easier. Yeah, it'd be easier on you. All right, Harry, appreciate it. All right, thank you, guys. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Get to work, man. <laughs>
1: All right, Robert is on the line in Jackson. He's replacing a built-in microwave and oven. How's it going, Robert?
7: Yes. Um, are you, Do you hear me? Oh,
1: yes, sir, we can.
7: Okay. Um, I have a 1970s house. Mm-hmm. It has a built-in combination, regular oven and microwave oven. Mm -hmm. Uh, The space, I mean, the the size of it is 26 inches wide. Mm -hmm. I cannot find any ovens that are that narrow anymore. It looks like all of them are much longer. Is can I where can I get one?
4: You you're probably not going to find one. <laughs> if you do, you're going to pay
5: dearly right, for it. Right. <laughs>
7: well, um. well, the problem is, if I get one of the wider ones, I have to take out the wall, Oof. which you know it's just a very narrow space. Mm-hmm. So I'm just up a creek. But who could um, if it? No matter what it costs, where could I get one? Or whom should I ask?
2: Oh, trying to find one that'll fit. Um, yeah, Cowboy Maloney's could help you. Ferguson's could help you. Um, What's some other? I've, appliance. I've
7: Southern Bath and Kitchen. Yeah.
4: Robert, past
2: experience,
1: you you're, you're going to be hard pressed to find one. Um, is there? Okay, seriously. you said you had a wall on one side. Do you have cabinetry on the other?
7: Uh, I have a wall on the other, and then uh, over at the left-hand side. The counter begins, uh-huh. and there, there's uh, a hot—I mean, uh, uh, a stove on that side. Just a what you just call it? Just a top.
2: Yeah, cooktop. Okay, cooktop. You're probably better off taking out the cooktop and then putting us like a slide-in range or something there. And what, just, yeah, what it, I was thinking
1: about is redoing the cabinetry and the, right. the countertop right. there. Maybe a carpenter mm-hmm. could come in and uh, a cabinet maker. And uh, have them reconfigure that cabinet that's right there on the edge, and that way you'll have enough room to slide in something that's more standard. Now yeah, yeah, we he, run into uh, that all the time uh, with well, the new appliances; I, I, they're just bigger.
7: Okay. All right. Thank you very
1: much. You're yeah, have to two or three inches on that woodwork, unless you want to move the wall. If you got right. space to move it. All right. I know there's. Uh, I've got an email here. I know there's two guys at least in the room that have done this before. I don't know about Jeff. He doesn't like to do the dirty work. But you <laughs> probably pointed someone out to do it. Right, right. Okay. So I got an email about uh, how do you remove? You ready for this, guys? I've heard it a hundred times. How do you remove a popcorn ceiling?
2: Ooh. Depends ready? on how many times it's been painted. If it hasn't been painted very much, usually you can just get up there and scrape it. Um, you have to wet like that
1: a, first, right?
2: Or no? It would. I've seen it done both ways. I've sure. seen it done dry, and I've seen it done um, wet too. Mm-hmm. Wet typically makes a mess and dry usually makes a mess too so it's It's a dirty job yeah whatever way just take you like one of those little spray bottles and you can spray a section of it let it Mm -hmm. soak for just a second and scrape it and then see how it comes off um if if it's it's been painted if it's been painted several times that popcorn is like a You know, bonded a lot better to there, and really just some good old elbow grease (laughs) sander. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not any fun either way.
1: So this is not, yeah, this is not a uh, a a pretty job to do, and you are definitely going to need some uh, uh, some eye. Oh yes, and a dust mask. Dust mask. It's it's dirty.
2: Porter Cable does make like I think it's a nine or eight inch, maybe ten inch sanding disc that has a vacuum cleaner attached to it, and you can rent those out. at uh, A couple different places. Hmm, and idea. they they do they that does make it easier but that thing you know depending on the size of the room that thing does get heavy at the end of the day.
3: Oh, well, I'm sure. It's all overhead work so the arms are going to get like noodles. Right. <laughs> and that uh they do have a popcorn uh, <clears throat> removal tool that just looks like something that you know you just just scrape a scraper. With. Yeah. 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 But it's special designed for it
1: and it removes it pretty good but it's mm-hmm. going to take some elbow grease. All right, you know what? We're going to take a break real quick and we'll get to Jerry coming back first thing when we get back but we'll continue our discussion after the break listeners what room in your home would you love to remodel we got three guys here this morning that do that for a living call us with your questions comments or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING that's 877-672-7464 or send an email fixit101 at mpbonline.org we'll be right back
0: Than two centuries ago, the first American president took office. And next year, the 45th will take office. Follow history in the making. Right here on this station. Listen every day. Weekdays at 4 on MPB Think Radio.
3: I was recently diagnosed with invasive ductal carcinoma.
0: Those of you who have been listening to the
7: news are probably totally confused about breast cancer and breast cancer screening
5: what choices exist to detect breast cancer is there a right way to fight it
8: the option that was presented to me by my surgeon was lumpectomy
5: learn more in an mpb southern remedy documentary special a plan to survive thursday night at seven on mpb tv
0: this is an mpb think radio podcast To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on
1: MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks, and our guest today is Shane McClendon from Home Remedies. Three contractors that can help you out with your remodel or whatever else you're working on. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. Got a couple of lines open, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. So we were going to go to Jerry, who's on the road today, and he's got water damage in the ceiling. I hate to hear it, Jerry. Are you there? Oh, hey, How are you? Doing? Good, good. So, what's going on with your ceiling?
6: I have a spare bedroom that I ever use, and below that bedroom is my storage room. And in my storage room, I thought the bed was dry, but when I went to take the bed, my glass bowl that was covering the bed was full of water. Mm. And my question is. My, my, my toilet was running all the time. I wasn't aware of it. Is, is it that something that the, the running toilet, the cause of water leak like that, should I should Is it another situation where I should get that 6 the roof off and look at where the problem is coming from? Or should I should replace that the friction in the toilet and and then wait to see if it's going to leak again.
1: Hmm. Dell,
3: sound like you're going to have to track that leak by thinking like water. Um. The... F- you know, I would say both of them need to be investigated because, yes, um, a small little toilet leak will rot out the floor and anything else, wherever that little water going to It's like counseling to eat it up. and A roof leak undetected will cause just as much damage, so it's going to have to take a little investigation. I, I'm not sure where the water's coming from myself from what you described, but... How old is the roof, Jerry? Uh, there's
6: no problem with the roof. I'm about 10 years old. Ten years. It's, like the, it's the second floor bathroom, and it's coming down through the through the uh, sewer room in my garage.
3: The question is, does it do it after a rain? I mean, if it does, it when it rains, it's kind of a no, roof leak. It's not, it's
6: not. It's not a roof leak. It's, it's a toilet.
3: Oh, it's okay.
6: A, the toilet is constantly running, and I want you to know should I replace the mechanism in the toilet? I and got it. Okay. That, that just wheel. goes
3: on so the water now
6: bill. Out and then. And which one should I do first? I replace the toilet fixture, and then see if it's leaking. So I said, cut the fixture out, and before I replace it, see if I can find another leak somewhere
5: else. This
1: may be easier and cheaper than yeah. you think. Change. Change that
4: fixture, but but Jerry, a running toilet is not causing that leak. That's what I was thinking. No sir, no. It, you've got something else going on. It could be at the stop where water goes into your toilet. It could be at the wax ring where the toilet mounts to the floor, or it could actually be in the trap. But just that toilet running constantly is not causing that leak. I
2: didn't think oh, you, No. You also, there's a, um, a gasket that goes between the tank and the bowl. Yep, and if yeah. it's leaking there, true. it mm-hmm. could be running back behind the toilet. And that would also cause that leak and cause it to run constantly. That's true.
3: So, Worst case scenario, it could be seeping out of the wall, you know, right there, right um, there. Or know, the, the yeah, yeah, in the
1: wall yeah. or behind the wall we had one of those sis' house. It was one of those nightmares. And I will say one of the things that I encountered a um, long time ago, if you are if you if you go to the store and you buy like one of these things that you put in your tank for your water and if you get one with bleach, Mm -hmm. Just wait your time because you're about to have to replace everything rubber on your toilet. (laughs) So including that that uh, gasket that's between the tank and the bowl that that you were talking about, Shane, it will it will the 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 corrosive power of bleach will rot that. It it, will, like, dry rot that uh, rubber straight out. So what do I do? Because I use bleach. Uh, uh, Clean the toilet. (laughs) Yeah. Not the Um, tank. Not the the tank. Just the toilet. But I like the little color water, so, you know. (laughs) Put a little little blue in there. (laughs) Right. A little (laughs) aqua. All right, so, uh, but yeah, watch out for that also. That that will cause leaks really fast. I went through a couple of, uh, of those toilet kits, you know, before I figured out it was actually the bleach tablet that was messing things up. So I'm causing my own damage. Right. Oh, my right. goodness. Uh, save your money. Don't get those. I hope we helped out there, Jerry. Take a look at those things. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at org. All right. What type of budget should someone have to remodel a kitchen or a bathroom, Shane?
2: It depends on the level of the remodel of most of the bathrooms that I'm looking at right now are somewhere between the ten and fifteen thousand dollar range
1: okay, so the the big question is if i if I've got say uh three to five grand, I should continue to
2: save <laughs> probably so dependent okay. like I said, depending on what you're wanting to do. Right.
1: Now you can do kind of a, a cheaper bathroom model with like a paint job and some new uh new fix new knobs things like sure. that maybe yeah. a couple of nice fixtures. towel on the floor maybe right, yeah. a new
3: toilet mm-hmm. something like that yeah, so and, that's about the three thousand right there
1: well Just, we what we were talking about uh before the show, Dell and I were talking about don't wait. To shop for your faucet before before you spend all your budget, because you'll find that they're quite expensive. If you like the really fancy ones, they can get right. really pricey really fast.
3: Once you finish with the floors, your money is pretty much gone. So go ahead and get those fixtures. Yeah, you yeah know, The fixtures can be. Why very are they costly. so expensive? When you should have bought those sooner than you know, like when you buy the tub. If you spend eight to twelve hundred on the tub, go ahead and get mm-hmm. you
1: good. Now, Jeff off, mentioned five. something months ago about if you're putting in a new bathroom in a in a new area that is not plumbed, that he found that there was a, a new toilet type fixture that one could use in an area that was not plumbed. Absolutely. Slanted
2: yeah. toilet. Is that the one it's, that's got the grinders? Grinder station, with it. yeah. It's
4: called Santa Flow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great option for a for a you know, a third bath in a bonus room, mm-hmm. you know, something all you need is a um, two-inch plumbing line, two-inch a two-inch waste or vent line, uh-huh. and and that can be installed.
1: So, can that be, uh, say, like if you're on a concrete slab and you want to put a room out there and you want to do a, a restroom, can you do the plumbing under that without going into the slab? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. You just have to lift the bathroom up a little bit. No. 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 You no. uh-huh. keep it the same level.
4: No. It, and you you will never know. That we didn't bust that slab, really. But it 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 can it can set right there on that slab. You never
1: bust it. All all we need is a two inch waistline. Okay, all right. So. All right. I'll leave, I'll leave that there. That's pretty cool. Uh, Gary's mm-hmm. online in Louisiana's got a comment on popcorn ceiling removal. Probably one of the dirtier jobs in the world. What's going on, Gary?
6: Good morning. Uh, some years ago, in a house I had, we had a cathedral ceiling in the den it had that popcorn ceiling between the beams and across the whole ceiling, and mm-hmm. we wanted to get rid of it. So what we did, we got a contractor to come in and scrape it all off, and we float the ceiling just with flat mud.
5: Mm-hmm. But
6: and meanwhile, we were going to change the carpet in the room, so what we did was go ahead and have all that mud and popcorn here and just dump right on the carpet. Right. And uh, after it was done... We just haul the carpet out, do it over and put it on the street for trash, and call it another car to, to come put fresh
1: carpet. That's that's the way to do it, Gary. <laughs> no, uh, Carpet served as the tarp. Well, yeah, and the and the In whole the thing order is to do it too. Cleanup on that is just horrible, yes. especially anytime you have, anytime you have, uh, sheetrock of any type, mud of any type, uh, meaning the joint compounds, whatever you want to call it. It's dirty uh, job. and it's been wet and then it's dried again. Oh, man. Yeah. That's just. Even
3: with the tile glue, it's the same. Or even the uh, wallpaper, that's kind of prestigious, too. It's,
1: you know, na- nasty, messy jobs. So. Right. All right, Gary. Appreciate it. That's uh, that's a fantastic idea. So if you're going to replace the carpet, go ahead and do the ceiling first. That's, a, that's a, That goes for painting, also. If you're going to replace the carpet, leave it there if you're going to paint the walls. So uh, that way you can just have your tarp. So, how long does an average room remodel take? Let's take a kitchen, Shane. So, uh, let's go for a $20,000 remodel. What kind of time frame are we looking at?
2: Four to six weeks.
1: Four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that I won't be able to cook or have water access in that room for during that time? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> All right. So so and when we say remodel, does that mean like on the DIY channel? They tell you we're going to take it down to the studs. (laughs) Is that what that means? Is that what that means?
2: Well, everybody's definition of remodel is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people would consider repainting and new hardware a remodel. Right. Um, So, I mean, it just kind of depends. A lot of the times when I'm doing kitchens, we're usually taking out walls or incorporating other space that's not used moving stuff around. So um, ours are usually a little bit more than 20,000. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, and it usually takes about six weeks, roughly.
1: Would that include moving
2: plumbing if say I wanted to put in an Island or something Mm -hmm. of that nature? Yeah. Right. Yeah. because usually, I mean, usually when you take out a wall or something and make Mm -hmm. it larger, they're going to, you know, add more cabinet space or try to make room for an Island as well. Right. And you know, if it's on a conventional foundation, it's a lot easier, but if it's on a slab, then, you know, we got to bust a little trench and run some water and electrical and everything else over there.
1: Okay. All right. Good to know. Let's go to Ann. And Clinton has got a wooden floor in the kitchen. What are you going to do with that floor, Ann?
8: Good morning. Good morning. Okay, when we moved in the house, the subflooring and the finished flooring in the kitchen was all wood, and then she had masonite board put down with linoleum over it. Well, it got water under it, so that part of it came up. The wood's never been sanded, and what I want to know is should I go ahead and pull up that wood and put in masonite with linoleum, or is there a finish that I can keep the wood floor? I'd like to keep the wood floor.
2: Are you wanting to try to refinish the wood floor? Right. Is it a tongue and groove?
8: Yes. 1932 piece of wood.
2: Oh my okay. gosh, it's beautiful. You got to yeah. redo that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, just uh, be careful. Um, usually, when somebody puts masonite down or something over the top of that, there's going to be a bunch of staples or nails or something, mm-hmm. and it can wreak havoc on a sander. Okay, but yeah, it's it, clean. Uh, it's clean. Uh, I I
8: wash it all the time.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, w- I would I wouldn't refinish it in a heartbeat because that you can't find wood. Um, that's going to look like that anymore right now I can tell you and I've done both the
1: renting the sander uh-huh. and calling the contractor who will do that for you uh-huh. let me tell you the contractors that do like the sanding of those floors and really refinishing them and everything uh-huh. they do it they, they can Craftings. do it a lot quicker and a lot more thorough uh, it, it, it may be worth the phone call yeah, no ridges, okay, smooth finish. finish. It's a heck of a job for a DIYer, I can tell you that. Yes, absolutely.
8: Probably couldn't handle the sander. What is the finish, though, that I should put on the wood? You know, that he's, they're going to say what kind of finish yeah. you want. Mm-hmm. Is it, it going to be? Um,
2: polyurethane? Yeah, just stain it to color and put a polyurethane on it. Right.
8: Well, I don't even want to stain it because it's. Sorry. okay just leave it yeah, natural just
2: leave it natural and yes. put your polyurethane on it a couple coats and put how many coats it, it kind of depends on the finish of the wood i like to probably put about three um yeah, especially
1: in a kitchen where you're going to have yeah.
2: spills yeah but
1: thin a coats build up. thin coats are better yeah
2: thin
3: lace sand nice and heat it again
8: okay okay just sand it good till it get it clean i mean i've hand sanded part of it and it's looks beautiful. Just yes, ma'am. Okay, so just sand it off because it's never been sanded before. And then just uh, three coats of polyurethane.
2: But thin is better. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Thin. There's, there's yes, actually a roller off. called a mohair roller uh, that you'd want to get and put that down with.
8: Mohair roller.
2: Mm-hmm. Or a candy roller.
8: Okay. All right. Are uh, y'all gonna let me get this kitchen done yet? That's right.
2: if, <laughs> you know you, if you've things, hand Sam. sanded that whole floor, I, I need, I need to, and you need to come work for me. Hand right.
8: <laughs> <laughs> sanded. I just tested it with a. a oh,
2: okay, okay. Belt
8: sander, you know, uh-huh. a belt sander, and right now everything gets dirty except where I sanded it.
1: Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Sam. We appreciate it. Uh-huh. Huh. Sound like she's got a, a thing going on there. That's pretty good. She's, she if you kinda have knows the time, I would do it like that. I would take my time and do it room by room, Right, hands and knees. All right, got a couple of questions to answer here from the email in just a second, but we're going to take a quick break. Uh, listeners, what are you working on? What's what's the uh, room? Would you like to redo a room? Well, we're doing something on remodeling today. We'll continue our discussion after the break. What room in your home would you love to get a remodel in? You can call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back.
5: 127 years ago, the first U.S. president took office. Next year, the 45th will. Follow History in the Making right here on this station. Listen every day.
0: Weekdays at 4 on MPB Think Radio. I'm
4: Jeremy Hobson. There's a changing of the guard in the U.K. Theresa May takes over as prime minister as David Cameron steps down after Britain voted for Brexit.
7: She is strong. She is competent. uh,
0: She's more than able to provide the leadership that our country is going to need and she will have my full support. That's next time on Here and Now. Today at noon on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Our uh, guest today is Mr. Shane McClendon. He's from Home Remedies. Jeff Sammons is here with us, as usual, from Housework. So you got a whole gaggle of contractors in here today ready to take your questions. Here's a couple of questions that we got. Uh, email, number one, uh, a tip this is pretty cool. We were talking about uh beams for load-bearing walls earlier and uh, got a call from a or got an email from Theo who said you can download a beam calculator from constructionknowledge.net that I've used and it works well. Mm. Never heard of that. Great. Yeah. Uh, I guess if you know enough about uh construction that you know what numbers to put into this calculator, right. then you might be able to get away with that. So Thank you for the suggestion there, Theo. All right, got another email that says, My home faces the east, so it is baked by the sun in the morning. I have a 30-foot-long porch with three sets of entrance wood double doors with regular small-pane windows, single, not double-pane glass. Can they be replaced with double-pane glass? I already have blinds and uh, blackout curtains, which helps, but can't open them during the day because of the heat. Thanks. Thanks. So can, basically, can you replace uh, single pane with double pane?
2: There's a piece of stop that goes around that that glass on the inside, mm-hmm. and you would probably have to take it off and modify it somehow. And I would I would probably call a, gr- a glass company to see what the actual thickness. So you're gonna you're you're probably gonna have to have a carpenter and a glass person kind of come out there and evaluate it. And if tell you want
1: to if you want to save those doors, but I would think you might. Almost Just be able able to replace the doors, the doors for she fixed. Yeah,
4: I would venture to say that you're going to spend more money retrofitting that door to accept the double pane.
3: Double yeah. pane than well, what the new doors And then cost. you got to put the gas in between those glasses, too, because I've done Well, it. no, you're going to have to order it.
5: Yeah, I don't, I don't to know how you'd put order. the
3: gas there yourself. No, no that's what I'm you saying. What? You need a, a glass dealer to be responsible for. Putting the glass between in there, the right. glass after your carpenter frames it up for him. So right. quick, simple solution. Buy you some uh, new doors, the 15 panel with the uh, mini blinds already inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, have a carpenter install those, door and casing. They come double or single.
2: And, well... Um, th- if she said a thirty foot porch with three sets of these things, there's uh-huh. a possibility there it might be a you know, some Bay Cypress yeah, some, oh. some nice, really nice double doors. That's a good. Point. So that that kinda depends wanna, on, on that. I wouldn't mm. you don't want to take some beautiful no, don't you know, three, four thousand dollars sets of doors and then throw some some uh, steel doors in there with many dollars or anything, yeah. right? Okay. You could yeah. easily
3: uh upgrade from so, what you got and get the same thing by just changing the door the same way
1: with a newer. Sciences door with the double glass. All right, let's go to our phones real quick. We've got a couple before we can get off the air here. Renee is in Hattiesburg, and um, let's see, Renee, you got a wood floor question?
8: I have my house is built in 1950. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna re, um, not redo, but I was gonna polyurethane the floor, mm-hmm. but I was told that if I polyurethane it because the floors creak and stuff that they would crack. Is that true?
1: It's it's creaking. Yes. Okay. Uh fellas, I the, don't think it would the polyurethane crack. would crack or the wood?
3: It probably uh, the, would crack the, that seal.
8: The polyurethane would crack because the floors move up and down. Mm-hmm. And
2: it's
8: not bad. Um, it's just like when you're walking on it you can hear it creaks in some places.
2: I've never seen polyurethane crack no. unless it's like super, super thick. Um okay and i mean most most wood floors are going to have some deflection to them you know um especially in a house of that age i would uh clean it thoroughly uh to make sure there's any kind of wax residue or anything like that on it And uh, what we call it screening, you just take a light sander, like some 220 or 150, 180, something like that, run over Mm -hmm. it, just kind of rough it up so that you've got a good surface for the uh, polyurethane to bond to, vacuum it, clean it up really well, um, and then put you another coat on it. Right.
8: Okay. So do you do one coat or do you do more?
2: It kind of depends on the look that you want. Um, some some cases we haven't even put polyurethane on it. We put in uh, I think it's Brie Wax or some kind of wax, yeah. just to right. kind of the look. But put a put a um, a coat of polyurethane on it. See if it, if it, if you like it. Fine. If you don't, then go put another one on.
1: All right. Thanks, Renee. We appreciate it. We got to take this other call here. David's on the line in Oxford. He's got a question about running Cat five cable. The answer is Wi Fi. But go ahead, David.
7: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, I, I understand the, the I've, I've got plenty of Wi-Fi coverage. Uh, just I do a lot of in-home streaming, so running Cat Five would actually be a lot better for me. Uh-huh. Um, in terms of that being a DIY project or contracting it out, you know what what
6: would you kind of recommend?
1: If you're if you're running cable, meaning you're going to have to fish cable through walls, uh, if you don't know what's behind those walls, that can get tricky. And you also have insulation in the walls, things like that. Uh, Shane, what are you thinking?
2: Uh, One, in new houses right now, we're going ahead and going to Cat 6. So Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't do Cat 5. You can get any electrician to come out there and fish it and run it for you. Um, Me personally, I'm never really good at crimping the ends on, so I let my electrician do it. Okay. Okay. All right, yeah, David.
7: I, I, do, I do crimp. I can crimp them.
1: <laughs> well, there you yeah, go.
2: There you go, man. You're a step ahead of Get me. Get yourself
1: a fish tape and go for it. <laughs> all right, thanks, hey, David. I appreciate it. it. we got to take Very one more call. Helen and Clarksdale about where the ceiling and wall connect. You with us, Helen? Yes. So, what's going I'm on?
8: Here. I just had my house leveled out. I live in the Mississippi Delta, you know, so the house moves. Mm-hmm. And all the cracks that I had replaced and fixed are now back to the same thing, even though the house has not moved that much.
1: So the conventional foundation?
8: Yes. I assume that means it's not on the slab, right? Right, right. Right. And so right where the ceiling wall hits, the wall hits the ceiling, it's cracked, but the house has not moved. I had the people come back, they remeasured, looked at all the jacks, and Maybe, the house has moved just a little
1: bit. It may be from uh, temperature changes.
2: Uh, you, yeah, I mean, even after a house is, is corrected, I mean, it can still move again. Uh, fix the sheetrock or put up some crown molding. Yeah. All right. I was oh, going to crown
1: Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Jonas Adams. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell. For Delmore, Jeff Simmons, and Shane McClendon, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. show, Everyday Tech, with Sharita Brent and Ashley Jeffcoat. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101
0: only on MPB Think Radio.